Good morning and welcome to worship with the United Methodist Church, Westlake Village. We're so glad that you found us online this morning, and we hope that this worship service is one that brings you comfort and peace in this time of uncertainty. Today during worship, we're going to be talking about how we respond to God's generous love and gift that was given to us on Easter morning, and how we might turn that gift of generosity into generosity of our own. Our Outreach and Social Concerns Committee has an invitation for us that's brought to us by Karee Jackson-Lewis. Hi, I'm Karee Jackson-Lewis, and I'm speaking on behalf of the Outreach and Social Concerns Committee here at the UMCWV. I'd like to speak with you a little bit about two organizations that help the most vulnerable in our community, the homeless and senior citizens. I want to first say Please, I hope that everyone is staying home, sheltering in place, and hopefully are not touched too badly by the coronavirus outbreak. As we know, there are some members of our community, our seniors and our homeless, that weren't doing that well even before the outbreak, and it's so much worse now. First, senior concerns. Senior concerns deals with our senior members of our community, and as a result of the outbreak, our seniors are having even less access to the food that they need, the medication that they need, and the conversation. They're in lonely isolation because of the difficulty in having our seniors meet with um, members of the community that traditionally support them, including our church members. Next is Harbor House. Harbor House helps our unhoused neighbors. And of course, I mean, it seems quite obvious, but unfortunately, because they are homeless and have very low income or no income at all, our homeless members of our community are unable to shelter in place and are doing what they can in tents and other um, unsheltered ways, trying to avoid being hit and struck by the coronavirus. They're unable to access medication and food and other support systems that they need during this time of crisis. We're asking members of our church to please consider volunteering by making phone calls, by donating, and whatever you can do to help support these vulnerable members of our community. With love and dedication and support and commitment, we can make this through together. Thank you so much. God bless you all. Bye-bye. Thank you, Karee, for those informative words inspiring us to respond to these two mission opportunities. We now lift up words of praise and honor to God through our Psalter reading. Uh, this morning's reading is Psalm 119. I'm beginning with the 33rd verse. Teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes, and I will observe it to the end. Give me understanding that I may keep your law and observe it with my whole heart. Lead me in the path of your commandments, for I delight in it. Turn my heart to your decrees and not to selfish gain. Turn my eyes from looking at vanities. Give me life in your ways. Confirm to your servant your promise, which is for those who fear you. Turn away the disgrace that I dread for your ordinances are good. See, I have longed for your precepts. In your righteousness, give me life. Uh, 
Let's now take a moment to enter a time of prayer. Take a breath and relax. Center our spirits upon the living Lord who is here in our midst. God is present with each one of us. We are grateful for this awareness and with this shared awareness among us, it is that we make this prayer. Let us pray. O Lord, hear the prayer of your children. We begin with words of praise, praising you for these days, days that offer us opportunities to care and love those near to us, and in some important ways, our, our neighbors near and far. We realize just how important the fabric of our relationships are to us, and it's one of your gifts to us over which we offer thanks. <clears throat> we commend to you our local communities and our larger region as they are banding together to meet this terrible challenge of the COVID-19 virus. We give thanks for all the first responders and all the medical workers who are risking their own safety to ensure ours and the health of those stricken. We give thanks for those working in the essential industries that are keeping our society supplied and running as best it can under these circumstances. These are amazing and awful days that are testing the character of every person. We pray for your help that we are not found wanting. Help each one of us to manage our circumstance and our anxiety in a way that reveals our faith and honors you, our God. And Lord God, we think of all those around us who are dealing with differing times of illnesses or physical maladies and need your healing touch and sense of your tender mercies. Be with them and help them along in their healing or the managing of their condition. We think of those who are recovering from surgeries, healing from broken bones, handling the course of their cancers, and grieving the loss of dear ones from reasons other than the virus. In particular, this morning, we ask prayers for Carol, who is caring for her spouse and is handling her own illness, for Terry, who is recovering from a minor stroke, the Trilling family, who are dealing with Peyton's cancer, the Blassingame family, Mother Pat and Steve, who are improving from their COVID-19 illnesses, and Mehoko, who is worsening. Dee, who transitions to hospice care, and Shelby and Meredith, who are late in their terms of their pregnancies and looking forward to the birth of their children. Lord God, our hearts are heavy with our concerns for others and ourselves. We lay them at the foot of your empty cross this Easter tide. We seek to leaven those prayers with the uplift of your spirit that promises you are with us always and that assures us your spirit assists us in the redeeming and renewing of all life. 
regardless of its dire straits. We pray for that, that these days in particular would be covered by your loving care. Take our hands as we walk through this valley and bring us to the other side with a sense of resurrection, a glimpse of the fullness of your kingdom. Come in a special way among your children and assist us in our efforts to move into our future. Minister to all your children, particularly those whom we named, and those whose need is great, yet whose name has gone unmentioned. In these next moments of silence, hear these special prayers of our hearts. Hear our prayers, O Lord. As we continue to reflect upon the power of Easter this day in worship, we are reminded of Christ's power through the Holy Spirit in our lives. May we continue to live each of the moments of each of our days in the light of his love for us and for others. This we all pray in his name, joining in the prayer he taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen.
Pastor Rachel has chosen two scripture readings to undergird her sermon this morning. The first is from the book of Acts, the fourth chapter, starting with the 32nd verse. Now the whole group of those who believed were of one heart and soul, and no one claimed prior ownership of any possessions, but everything they owned was held in common. With great power, the apostles gave their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Our second reading is from the writings of John, his first epistle. And I'm reading from the first chapter, starting with the first verse. We declare to you what was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we have looked at and touched with our hands, concerning the word of life. This life was revealed, and we have seen it and testified to it, and declare to you the eternal life that was with the Father and was revealed to us. We declare to you what we have seen and heard, so that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. This is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you, that God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. May God add his blessing to the reading of his holy word for us today. Please join me in a moment of prayer. Awesome and almighty God, we thank you for your generous gift of the stone rolled away and the ways in which that invites us to new life. Help us to see your invitation to step out of the grave or the tomb 
and to embrace the new opportunities that you have for us. Help us to live lives that shine your light and radiate your goodness to those that need it so desperately. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable unto you, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. When I uh, selected the sermon title, The Stone Rolled Away, it was all the way back in February, and I had no inkling of how things were going to, to change over the course of the next two months until we get to today when I'm sharing this message with you. But The Stone Rolled Away feels just as significant, if not more significant now, than it did when I selected that sermon title. One of my favorite musicians and bands is the band Mumford and Sons, and they have a song entitled Roll Away Your Stone, and the lyrics go like this. Roll away your stone, and I will roll away mine. Together we will see what we will find. Don't leave me alone at this time, for I am afraid of what I will discover inside. Within the fragile substance of my soul, And I have filled this boy with things unreal. And all the while my character it steals. And darkness is a harsh term, don't you think? And yet it dominates the things I see. It seems that all my bridges have been burned. But you say that's exactly how this grace thing works. It's not a long walk home that will change my heart. But it's the welcome I receive with every restart. I love that this band is a secular band that has themes that tie into our Christian faith. They talk about rolling away our stone, but the truth is is that we don't have to worry about rolling away our stone because God has already done that for us. God makes the new opportunities available for us. We don't have to do the hard work of rolling away the stone. We have to do the hard work of embracing that welcome that gift, that newness that God has to offer. One of my classmates in seminary uh, has written a few books. Her name is Nadia Bowles-Weber, and one of her books is entitled Pastrix, The Cranky, Beautiful Faith of a Sinner and Saint. She says this about our Easter experience. It happens to all of us. God simply keeps reaching down into the dirt of humanity and resurrecting us from the graves we dig for ourselves through our violence, our lies, our selfishness, our arrogance, and our addictions. And God keeps loving us back to life over and over. We have a God who wants to be in relationship with us, a God who generously offered us new life, salvation, and resurrection through the gifts of Jesus' resurrection and invites us into that story as well, invites us to see where we are and how we might live differently as God's children. This day, I want to take a moment to check in with you and to see where you feel like you are emotionally. Consider doing a self-check. When you think about the Easter story and Holy Week, where are you? Have you gotten to the celebration of Easter? Have you gotten to Easter Monday or beyond where we celebrate 
And we don't just celebrate this awe and wonder, but we take the time to share, to process, to articulate the gifts that God has given us. It's amazing because there's so many emotions that take place over a five-day period in our Holy Week and Easter stories. We could be at the point of bewilderment on Maundy Thursday where we are confused and befuddled by what Jesus is telling us. We can be at the point of Good Friday where we're in deep grief and mourning all that has happened this day. We could be stuck in Holy Saturday where we're in the dark. We feel like we're in the grave and we don't know what's next. Hopefully, we're at the point of Easter Sunday or Holy Monday where we're at the point of awe and wonder at the newness that God offers us and that we are able and willing to share all that God has done for us personally, personally all that God is doing in the world, and all that God invites us to do for others. Where are you? Do you need to recognize that God has rolled away the stone? Do you need to take the effort and the journey to emerge from the tomb or the grave that has been created for you or by you, and knowing that God is with you in this time? One of the things that I've been doing to take care of my soul during this quarantine, this time of social distancing, is to listen to music. And I find it interesting how many pieces of music I've come across over the last few weeks that use the imagery of the rolled away stone. There's an artist named Lauren Daigle who has a song entitled Still Rolling Stones. And in her song, she talks about how she thought that it was all over and she was six feet under. I reversed those two, work, two, two lines from her song. But she talks about how an answer to prayer, a voice of a savior, rise up, rise up, and all at once I came alive. This beating heart, these open eyes, the grave let go, the darkness should have known. You're still rolling, you're still rolling stones. Now you've saved me. I sing because you gave me a song of revival. The truth is, is that God is still rolling the stones of our lives, offering us newness and hope. Later in the song, she talks about how God is still rolling stones, how she thought that she was too far gone for everything that she had done wrong. She recognizes that she had dug her own grave, but she also recognized that God called her name. God continues to call each and every one of us, just like he did for Mary in the garden after his resurrection. God knows each and every one of us, calls us by name, and invites us to step out of the darkness that we are experiencing, to embrace new life, to embrace what God has given to us and to give freely in response to that gift. Pastor Walt read a couple passages for us from the Bible. One of them was the book of Acts, and that's what the people, or how the people of that time responded to God's gift, 
they set up a new church, had a, recon- had a recognition that they were doing something different. They claimed a power and gave a testimony to the resurrection of Jesus. And their lives were greatly and richly blessed as they gave to others. We may be stuck in darkness, but we have to remember that in God there is no darkness at all. We need to remember that God is shining light on us, inviting us into new opportunities, inviting us to embrace that light for ourselves. If you're at a place where you feel like hope is difficult to find right now, please know that hope is there, that hope returns. I know that several of the members of our congregation love an artist named Matthew West, and he just released a new song entitled Hope Returns. And he says this in the song, like a new sun breaking through the darkest night, like a whisper saying, it'll be all right. I know you're tired, I know it hurts, but hold on, that's when hope returns. And when, that's when hope returns. I know it's hard to see the other side through all the where are you's and don't know why's. I know it looks like hope is in its grave, but he's still on the throne. So be still and know that he's still rolling stones away. Our God is offering us new opportunities, new promises, new chances to step into the light and to celebrate all that God is doing, all that God did that Easter morning, all that God continues to do in our life now. I know that we are in uncertain times. I know that we are all experiencing something new. I read recently a statement that said, we shouldn't be saying we're all in the same boat. The truth is, is that we're all in the same storm, but we're in different boats that are responding to the storm differently. Some of us have lives that have been completely upturned and set upside down, unemployment, struggles to know where our next meal is coming from. And some of us aren't experiencing so many ripples and waves at this moment. The truth is, is that we are in different places and we are experiencing different things, but we are a community together and we are invited to respond to how God is present to us. If hope seems difficult right now, I want you to know that hope does return. And I sincerely hope that we as a church community can be the people that bring you hope at this time. As we go through this period of unknowing and uncertainty, we all have different ways that we can respond. But taking the time to be generous with our compassion, with our love, with our resources, to make sure that our faith community, our community of Westlake Village, our community of the Conejo Valley, and our larger community are taken care of, are some of the things that we're called to do as we respond to the gift that God has given to us. Now, many of us have the potential to receive stimulus checks. And I want to ask you, is that check something that is important to your family right now? 
Will that uphold you and sustain you for a little bit of time? If so, we celebrate that fact. If by any chance that check is just a little extra that you don't need to sustain yourself, I want to challenge you or encourage you to consider maybe making that check into an offering of some sort, a way to make sure that those in our community whose lives and boats have been upturned by this storm have the resources that they need. So far, our church has not received a whole lot of requests for support. But as this period of quarantine continues, we recognize that the time may come where people need help and assistance. If that stimulus check is not needed by your family right now, maybe you'd consider giving that to the pastor's discretionary fund so that we can be a buoy in this season for those that are adrift, so that we can reach out to them, pull them back into the safe harbors of sustenance and food and clothing and shelter, so that we can be the body of Christ living in the world in such a way that those whose lives are upturned might know grace and peace through our congregation. I hope and pray that you experience the gift that God has given to you on Easter and continues to give to us each and every day. I recognize that last week may not have felt like the Easter celebration that you're accustomed to. And the truth is that that celebration may not feel as full as possible until we're gathered together. But there's another truth every Sunday is a reminder of Easter. Every Sunday is to embrace that gift of resurrection and new life that God gave to us that first Easter, that claim that we are God's children, that God knows each and every one of us by name. I hope that you will recognize how God has rolled away the stones in your life so that you might step out into the light of God's love and share that love with others in ways that bring hope and newness to all in our community. Amen. The church continues to serve its members, friends, and the community, though we are no longer gathering in person on campus. Our expenses, of course, remain in need of your attention your ongoing stewardship, or your newly offered contributions are greatly appreciated. Through your giving, our compassion is connected and needed ministries are supported. In a moment, a slide will appear on the screen that will instruct you on how to give electronically. Now, if you'd like to continue giving by writing a check, please do not hesitate to mail your contribution into the church. If you would like us to send you self-addressed mailing envelopes for that purpose, we would be glad to do so. Simply email or call the church office and let us know of your wishes. May God bless you all through your generosity to God's ministries in and through our midst. Thank you.
to thank you for joining us at worship today. If you are joining us in real time, please hop on over to our virtual coffee hour after this. I want to take a moment to thank Jenny for her accompaniment of music, our chancel choir, along with the New Hope Chancel Choir, who provided us with our special music. And I want to give a special note of appreciation to Paul Fay and Warren Tabutal for all of the technical support that they are providing to us to make these worship services possible online. And now with our stones rolled away, standing in the light of God, remember that rooted in love, nurtured in love, that we are called to go forth in love, confident that the God who created us in love, the Christ who meets us with love, and the Holy Spirit who inspires us to love goes with us each and every day on the journey. Amen. Oh, oh, oh.